Hi, everyone, and welcome to Where Faith Grows. I'm your host, Laura Lambert. Every episode, I sit down with a friend, some old and some new, and we explore areas of our lives where we can let faith thrive and flourish. I'm so happy you're joining me here today. Let's find out together where faith can grow. and welcome back to Where Faith Grows. This week, I'm chatting with Brave Witness clothing founder, Brittany Wynn. Brittany is a small town girl from Mississippi that felt the call from God to get up and leave the comfortable life she lived for His purpose. At the age of 14, Brittany fell madly in love with Jesus, and since then, she's been on her passionate, creative, bold, and uncomfortable pursuit for His glory alone. When she was a junior in high school, she knew she was where she was supposed to be, and that's when God placed her in Pensacola, Florida, where she still thrives. In Pensacola, Brittany has found her true family and a community of people that push her to be the brave witness she aspires to be on the daily. She proudly serves at Liberty Church downtown and has a passion for youth and young adult ministry. In this beautiful city and through her tight community, she birthed the idea of custom-painted clothing through Christmas gifts for the people she loves. Through these prophetic pieces, she became passionate about not making a brand, but a move, to inspire Christians to be completely courageous in their walks with Christ and to wear the armor of God as boldly as you would a colorful painted jacket. Brittany encourages people to simply be a brave witness. Today, Brittany and I talk all about being the unique and brave witness God calls us all to be by finding our identity in Him alone. I love this episode, so I'll let you get right to it. Here's my chat with Brittany Wynn. Welcome to the show, Brittany. <laughs> Hello. So tell us just a little bit about yourself. Give us like a brief introduction to who you are. All right. Well, I am a small town girl from Mississippi. And when I reached my senior year of high school, I moved to Pensacola just because I knew that's where God pretty much was telling me to go. So I moved there and Around this time, I had been really, like, super close to Jesus, but there were a lot of things that happened back home, which made me really, like, want to go back home. But God really showed me that this is where I I was supposed to be, where I was placed Mm -hmm. to be. And so here is kind of just where I've really grown in my faith, and there's been many things that I have like grown in ministry even and that's yeah I can see that's my calling and yeah and that's it and that's pretty <laughs> much that's all I really know what to say about myself and a little summary for you <laughs> <laughs> okay tell us um just kind of tell us what you're passionate about like what do you love like hobby wise what do you like to do my two main loves are art and fashion which is how I kind of birthed the brave witness clothing thing Yes, which I, I'm so excited to get into, but I keep going. I <laughs> absolutely love it. I have loved, like, art was one of the first things as a little kid that I really, like, grasped onto and was like, this is my thing. Because I feel <laughs> like you can easily see a kid's, like, a basketball. 
That's my yeah. thing. But art was definitely like the thing that I just like absolutely loved. And then as I became older, fashion was also something that I really leaned into. But it's yeah. really funny because that's also a big part of just my journey as not only a person, but just as a Christian. And that yeah. is a lot of my story is just by like finding myself in my clothes I wear. Because um, I just, I don't dress like Especially back home, I was an oddball the way I, like, dressed myself. Um, Mississippi. Oh, absolutely. I was just not for, like, I just didn't dress like everybody. And I was, even the things I love, because, like, I, for example, video games are one of my favorite things in the whole entire world. Me too. Really? I Yes, I play video games with my husband a lot. I absolutely <laughs> Love to play video games. So most of my friends back home were guys because I'd never found girls. Yeah, shared interests. And so literally, like, I could spend just hours and hours in my room just playing video games. But <laughs> I love that. Ministry is honestly, like, one of my main loves and just the Word of God. Absolutely. I know that's, like, a super, like, churchy answer to give. But it's truly, but like— it's honest. Yeah, it's truly just my love. I absolutely love that. And I just— even just showing people like who they're supposed to be and who God made them yeah. to be and just helping people find themselves on their journey with Jesus is something I absolutely love. And I also absolutely love hip hop culture just oh. as a whole. I absolutely I love hip hop music. I love rap, which is also yes. a big part <laughs> of my like journey as well. When I first found out what Christian hip hop was, was like you were like this exists. I was like this is amazing because it's funny because the first time I actually saw it, someone has showed me. I don't know who it was, and so even if I did, I would not put his name out there to because it would sound like I'm hating. But a friend of mine, when I first <laughs> went to youth group, was like, "You love rap music," and like was trying to like help me basically like. We need they to, like, to like minister to you yeah, because like, you like rap music. Oh yeah, they're like, we need to clean your ears out a little bit. And so they were like, they showed me this Christian hip hop artist, and I was I was like listening to it, and I was giving it a shot, and I already just wasn't into like you were like this is lame. Just like the like beat they used anyway. I was like I'm not yeah. for this. And then as soon as the guy started, he was like I'm like Daniel in the lion's den, da da da, and I was like. And it was just very, it was very corny. And I was like. You were like, it's a no from me. I was like, if this is Christian hip hop, I'm cool. But after that, I actually went to Winter Jam and Lecrae was there. And I had just given my life oh, to yeah. Jesus. I don't know a single Christian artist, worship artist or anything. And so someone came up to me and was like, aren't you so excited Lecrae is here? And I was like, I've never heard of them. Thinking it was a band. And the guy was like, you don't know who Lecrae is? Like, oh, what? And. As soon as, like, I was like, oh, it's a Christian hip-hop artist. Because that person had showed me, and I was you like, were immediately I, like, I was like, oh, no. Like, okay, <laughs> fine, I'll give it a shot. And as soon as he started, that was like, I was like, I need more. This dude's actually, like, because that's the thing is, Lecrae is one of those artists, like, even if you're not a believer, you can absolutely listen to his music. He's yeah. insanely talented. Well, he could have been a mainstream artist. Oh, like, absolutely. He's not only yeah. that, but even— his songs that have deep theological meanings play on, yeah. like, mainstream hip-hop really? stations. Oh, yeah. You'll just be sitting and, like, people have no idea that's what I the song's about. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, because, like, I any t- especially on the, um, like, the XM radio. I can't remember yeah. what the— yeah, yeah. I can't remember what the hip hop station on there is called, but they play Lecrae all the time, and it'll literally be a song. That's amazing. Like from a Christian's perspective, you're like, this is very obviously about Jesus. But I think that's yeah. that's why I think but from his, an outsider's perspective, oh, yeah. they might not like. 
Yeah, it's that's like, really neat. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I really love that, and I danced for years, and that's like a huge love of mine because I loved like I loved hip hop. That was I remember the first like the first time I took a hip hop class, I was like, this is, and I thought I was going to do it. that. I literally thought that's what I was going to do with my life was be like a choreographer. But that oh, was that's just so cool. Yeah, I haven't danced since I was like seventeen or eighteen though. But that's like it, if I just watch a video, I'm like, man, I want to take a class so bad right now. It's <laughs> such a big love of mine. But all the arts, you were into all the arts. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I love. I have definitely more of a creative mind. Yeah. So I, those are like those are my loves. All your loves. I, I love hearing about all that. And also, I love your story about the person tell, to showing you a Christian <laughs> hip-hop artist because it's like, we hate to say this, but like sometimes Christians try to take something in the mainstream that it's just like people just like it and they just make it lame. They really like, do. Why? They really do. Why do we do that? <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. That's the thing, though. I think that's really cool, though, because it also kind of shows you like if you're doing what you were made to do or not. As a Christian, because, yeah. like, for example, there's artists. That's such a good point. Because literally, like, for example, this is kind of corny, but there's a <laughs> rapper. His name's KB, and he is probably the most, like, influential Christian, like, in my life. And especially when I was, like, become, like when I had first given my life to Jesus and I had no idea what the heck I was doing, he was one of the people that poured into me the most by just, like, wow. listening to his music. Because his music— if you break it down, he talks about super deep theological, like, meanings in his songs. It's not wow. just him, like, talking about, like, like because I feel like most music we listen to is going to be just very, like, surface level and to, like, hype Definitely. you up or whatever and be like, yeah, like, no, let's it's go. It's for the emotion, not for, like, teaching something. Oh, yeah. But I think it's really funny that his music taught me so much before I even knew, like, really what he was talking about because especially being yeah. a baby Christian, I'd be like, what the heck? A baby Christian. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know what the heck that means. I'm gonna have to go like search that. And so like oh, listening yeah. to his music made me like go out and search like what that, what does that even mean? Yeah. Like and, made you dive deeper. Oh yeah. So I think it's really funny to see like, and not only that, but he has a podcast too, which. Oh wow. It's like, I listen to that thing. I could listen to his podcast over and over because it's him and, like, one of his best friends. So their chemistry is amazing. And they, like, break down some really deep topics that, like, really, like, if as I'm listening, I'm like, and especially if they don't agree with each other, it will make you leave and, like, really be like, how do I feel on that? Like, where do I stand on that? Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, he's also just a really good, uh, like, he has really cool Bible studies and he's a great— like, he's just a great teacher. And so, wow. hmm, seeing, really cool. yeah, so for me, like, to see him go out and do it, it shows me, like, he's literally being who God made him to be and doing it the way he was called to. Yeah. So for someone, yeah. someone could totally look at him and be like, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to go make rap music. Like, let's go. And it could end up being the corniest thing in the world and turn yes. someone completely <laughs> off of rap music. Like, it almost did to me. But to yeah. see someone do it the way God made them to, I think was like another thing that was really powerful to me to be like, holy crap, God can actually use rap music. I didn't know this. Yeah, I love that because that's actually the perfect segue to what we're about to talk about. But it's just like, (laughs) 
when I feel like when we live in the passions that God instilled in our hearts, like it never comes out corny. Like if we're really, if we're not trying to do the whole square peg round hole thing, then it's not going to feel cheesy. It's going to feel so authentic. So it's like, it doesn't mean all Christian rap music is going to be lame, but when when Christians try to take rap music and say, oh, we have to Christianize it to keep people safe, that's yes. when it's lame. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's the thing. You can definitely tell if someone's authentically doing something themselves. Yeah. Or if they're like, you'll oh, feel it. it worked for them. I'll try it for myself. <laughs> I'm going to try this. <laughs> I feel like me trying to do rap music would be a <laughs> true problem. would <laughs> be a true shame. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so the, this whole episode is about being uniquely, bravely you. And I feel like you're the perfect person to talk about this because when we talked previously and when you sent in, I well, this is a little behind the scenes. I have people send in a form where they tell me about themselves. And your thing was talking about like basically learning how to be you and realizing yeah. you didn't fit the mold and all that kind of stuff. So start us on that journey. Like tell me a little about what that was like and just that experience. yeah. Yeah, I think, like I said, being born and raised in a place where it was, like, where I was from, being, like, anyone listening to this that is from a small town can completely relate that. Yeah. Especially if it's a southern small town. Let me just really talk (laughs) about that, that you very much have a mold and you fit it. And so I was always a super strange person just where I was from, (laughs) whether that was that was also just even my personality and the things I liked and how I wanted to dress. Um, I was always, I always had a huge tomboy touch to me and I was living in a very like girly girl world. Yeah. And you so were living in the glitter and the bows. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I hated bows and I didn't, I'm not a fan of glitter. And, Paisley um, print everything from the South. Girl. The, <laughs> like what's that brand called? The Lily Pulitzer? Lily Pulitzer everything. Oh my goodness. Yes. I just, I can't with it, you know? <laughs> I I wish. And don't get me wrong. If that's you, girl, wear that all day. You know, like sure, put it, it on. Just wasn't Rock it. I would look so silly wearing that. Like, if you <laughs> that's your style, one of my best friends, that's her favorite thing in the world. And she looks amazing in it, but that's her. That's why she looks great in it. Because it's yes, her thing. Yes, exactly. But I was always super, <laughs> I did not fit the mold there. And so it got to a point, though, in school, because I just, I literally got to a point where I was like, I have absolutely no friends except for a couple guys. So I was like, I'm going to change and I'm going to start to be like these people. So even with my personality, um, because I'm just very loud and out there and I talk a lot. And so (laughs) it wasn't people's favorite thing. So I was like, and I just hear how people would react to just my personality. I was like, okay, I'm going to go in. I don't even remember what grade I was in, but I remember going to my first day of school and I was like, this is where things change. I'm taking my closet. I'm completely redoing it. I'm going to dress like the girls that I go to school with. I'm going to do this. I was literally like, (laughs) it's time to be the girliest girl ever. I'm even going to carry a purse. Okay. Like that's how I'm going. So I literally, I kid you not. I literally was like, I'm carrying a purse to school. And I'm going to carry, I think it was a beer Bradley. I think that was what was in at the time. Oh yeah. I was yeah, there's the oh, Paisley yeah. again. Uh, there, I'm telling you, it just always shows up every time. So I was like, I'm going to get my beer Bradley purse and matching lunchbox. <laughs> I'm going to go in dressed so girly. My sneakers, I'm not wearing those. I'm wearing like some flats, okay? And I'm putting a cardigan on. And I I'm was like, doing it. Yeah, and I was like, I'm chilling out and I'm going to I'm going to be a girl. 
And so that was the other thing is like, I was so uncomfortable, but I did that for years. And I was, cause it just got to a point where I was like, I either have to do this. But then I realized slowly, I was like, nothing's really changed. People still don't just really like me. And you're so, like, somehow I'm still me. I was like, somehow <laughs> this isn't working for me. Or I'd get a moment where like, there'd be a guy, like I remember being in my lunchroom and there was a guy talking about the Call of Duty game that just came out. And I stood up and screamed like something about the part of the campaign he was talking about. And I remember <laughs> the table just froze because I like broke it for a second where I was like. And you were like. Oh. I was like, ah, oh, I just did it. And so then I was like, switch it back, switch it back. No one noticed, no one noticed. And everyone was just looking at me like, what are you? Because it seemed, oh, that's no. why, because that's the thing is I really think that's, it honestly made it worse because people literally yeah. didn't know who I was because even I didn't know who I was. So of course, like a lot of people couldn't get close to me when I don't even know right. who the heck I am. And so years go by, I go through a bunch of phases. I have like a punk kid phase where I was wearing like black ripped jeans and band shirts nice. and like listening to screamo music, which honestly still has a place in my heart, especially like <laughs> the Christian bands like that. Like I can't, yeah. I can't help but love it. And, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I remember like even my having a Southern mom, she's like, you can dress like that to it. Like she like kind of held me back and I'm very thankful that I don't have to look back at myself and be like, that was a phase, wasn't it? <laughs> But like, so like, she's like, absolutely no black nail polish and you cannot wear those shoes. You need to wear these. And I was like, she was like, we are drawing the line. But there was, she was like, there's a draw, there's a line. It's getting drawn. And I'm very <laughs> thankful that she drew that line. And so I went there. I had a super girly girl phase where I was dressing like just floral prints and heels all the time. Once again, just nice. wasn't comfortable. Switched to yeah. like a super preppy style. And I was just completely changing my style constantly because I was like, I don't know what the heck I am. Like, after sure. acting not myself for years, I was like, I don't even know who I am. Who's under all this? Yeah, who is? <laughs> and so, since I was, like I said, I was really into dance, I, like, that was a place where I really started to find myself. So, I started to, like, figure out who I am and what I like. And then I became a Christian. And what cracks me up is, like, I would love the story to go. I was saved, and that's when I found exactly who I was supposed to be. <laughs> but that's not. Uh, after that, I... Went to a Bible. So I went to a youth group for the first time. And it was literally just because, so I grew up with a mom who absolutely loves Jesus. And I have a dad who just was very, like always turned off of religion. And like, I thought church was the worst thing ever right. growing up. Not his thing. Absolutely not. So like, I never wanted to go to church with right. him in my life. I was like, that sounds like the worst thing ever. I will, I refuse to go there. That included youth group. And so one day a friend of mine invited me to go to youth. And I was like, so lonely that I was like, I'll go. I'm down. <laughs> I want a friend. I'll go with you. I'll do whatever. So that, <laughs> but it was such a blessing because that's truly where I was like, because I remember leaving and being like, that's what Jesus is. It was exactly yeah. what I said to myself. I wasn't like, that's who Jesus is. Oh. Like, I was like, that's what Jesus is. Okay. Okay. And I was like, super drawn into it. And then the second night I went, I was completely sold. And I was just reading my Bible constantly and like, just be like, I was like, I need more of this. And after that, I went to a Bible study with um, someone that I started going to church with. And he just invited me and my brother to go with him. And I get there and I was like, and the girls were the sweetest people I've ever met, ever. And they were the only people that just like completely loved me as I walked in where I was at. 
And like, I was just in a very broken part of my life. So to have people just like draw me in like that, and they were just really, yeah. they were, they were very like holy in the sense that you were that close to Jesus. And right. so, and they knew the word and just how sweet they were. I was like, I want to be like these girls. So instead like it was of, real for them. Yeah, it was not a show. absolutely. <laughs> and so being like with people who were that genuine and being authentic to themselves, I was like, I want this. So yeah. of course I looked around, I was like, all right, they're wearing like cardigans and pearls and they act like this <laughs> and this is what they like. So I went into this weird phase where I started acting like them. Right. Because I was like, that's what a Christian is. Cool. I'm going to do this. And so I did that for years. And then I found out what hipster Christians were. And I was like, hold up now. <laughs> I found my people. <laughs> I was like, hold up. The tables have turned. And so then... <laughs> I was this, like, super hipster chick for a while wearing, like, oh my wide rim fedoras and denim jackets. Like, I looked nice. like I went to Elevation Church, and that's just—I <laughs> looked like I was on the worship team, and it was great. And so that was a phase for a bit. And I wanted a rose tattoo, like, on my forearm because that just— Yeah, and you carried like, around a smoke machine. So absolutely. You could, like, I was just ready to go. I was, like, just—I <laughs> looked like a protege of theirs or something. But so I, I really—I became a hipster Christian for a bit. And that's around the town, the time that I moved to Pensacola. And what's funny, though, is like that was where I was like, I'm not being myself at all. And I went through a phase where I wasn't leaving my house or going to church or being around anybody for like a whole year. And I'm really grateful for that time, though, because I really leaned into Jesus and like what he had for me during that time. Yeah. But every time I read about like community and relationships and friendships, I was like, I'm just going to skip over that part real quick and just stay at home. <laughs> it's fine. That uh, part doesn't matter. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. I don't have to read that. I don't, let's not even worry about it. And, um, but I finally leaned into that and was like, I'm literally not made to be alone. I got it. Like, no matter how, like, emotion, like my emotional state right now, mental state, like, I still need to leave the house. Like, that's what's going to help me. Yeah. So I got up one day and I'm driving to Walmart. And I'd been church hopping for a little bit, and I see Liberty Church as I'm driving to Walmart. Because I don't know what it is about Walmart, but God just always speaks to me there. That's literally where God was like, you're moving <laughs> like, to Pensacola. It's that have Walmart. you seen The Office? Do you, did you ever watch The mm-hmm. Office? It's uh, When you said that, it just reminded me of Pam being like, I feel God in this Chili's tonight. That's, that's literally you being like, I feel me. God in this Walmart tonight. I'm like, I feel God in this Walmart. I'm telling you, it happens at Walmart. I don't know why. Amazing. I think God just kind of meets me where I'm at. And it's just kind of a reminder that it yeah. doesn't have to be a holy place. But like yeah. everywhere is His Spirit. So like everywhere is a holy place, even Walmart. So Even Walmart. You know? And so I'm driving to Walmart <laughs> and I look over and I pass Liberty Church and God was like, Tomorrow morning, you're going there. And I was like, I heard, I'll, I'll be there. And that was God. like, I instantly was, like, God was like, this is your home. This is where you go. And so I started going to the young adults. And it was so weird that during that time was when, like, I literally found who I was. And it was mm. because, of course, like, I was getting so much of Jesus just being in my room. But at the same yeah. time, it showed me the power of community. Because you can yeah. have absolutely amazing moments with Jesus that are life-changing. And that did teach me a lot about who I was and taught me a lot about putting my identity in Jesus. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't finding myself in that time and who He created me to be. And so once I started right. going to the young adult group, there was a pastor there that like pushed me to serve. He was just like, there's something in you, and you're keeping it very confined. You got to go serve. And what cracks me up, though, is like, 
I felt such a push to do that because that was something else is Jesus was like, if you're trying to learn to put your identity in me, like be like me. And that was serving was the thing that I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And so doing those little things of living my life to be like Jesus was where I was like, that's who I'm supposed to be. To where it was like an instant switch in me. And not only that, but once you get to a place where you are serving and pouring into people and you're doing it as like completely who you are, that was Mm -hmm. what, that's where I actually saw like things starting to change. So like when I first started and I was still like, I guess in my hipster Christian phase or whatever, where I was just (laughs) like, I guess this is who I am. I don't really know, but this is what Christians do. So I'm doing what Christians do. (laughs) But um, one of the things that like, I realized it's like, God does not call us to be like Christians. He calls us to be like Christ. And so that oh, was something yeah. that hit me. Whereas I was like, I'm trying so hard to model my life to be like Christians by trying to be like Jesus instead of actually looking to like who my identity is. Right. The person who actually created me and knows me. And so that was the thing that like set me off where I was like, okay, like, I cannot, like, I started to see, like, serving even and small things, like being in the parking lot, you know, just saying hi to people. Like, when I was doing it as trying to be, like, the chilled out version of myself, dressing like I'm not supposed to be, acting the way I'm not even, do, right. not doing the things that give me, like, pure joy was even affecting, like, the my ministry, the mm-hmm. stuff that God was, like, calling me to go do. But the second I started dressing like myself, acting like myself, and being the crazy loud person that I am, that's when, like, God started to not only, like, use me in little ways, but also, like, push me and, like, give me more. So, like, that's when I even started doing youth ministry. And that was—that's, like, still to this day my absolute heart. I absolutely love doing youth ministry. It's my favorite. And so walking (laughs) into there, that was especially the place where I was like, dang, because— I stuck out to the kids because I'm not being someone else in there. I'm not trying to be the leader next to me, or I'm not trying to act like the pastor or the pastor's wife or whatever. But because I walked in and I was being Brittany and showing them, like, you don't have to be any of these people. You can just be yourself. Like, that's literally what God called you to do. And that's, like, being the loud, crazy leader in there where I stick out like a sore thumb was, like— (laughs) What works, though? And they loved me not because I'm cool or I dress cool or I act like this. That's not my point. It's just when I started to be myself, it's like there's not a fakeness. And like the authentic, like being authentic in your ministry or in anything you do, whatever God calls you to do, it there's such a power there when people can tell you're being completely real about it. And not only that, but when you're like completely loving who you are, And that, like, if you're claiming to have your identity in Christ and you absolutely love that, like, there's just a different thing. Like, even people that, like I said, even the example of, like, KB, like, the reason he impacted my life was so much was because he wasn't trying to be, like, the stereotype Christian man. Because I can promise, I can almost promise you, like, not just the stereotype that the world has made, but Christians have made for Yes. Like they wouldn't like your stereotype Christian man wouldn't be go make rap music. That's absolutely what you're supposed to do. Or when you do sermons, (laughs) make as many cultural references as you want and just use your slang. Go for it. Like that's not going to be like what people are going to push on you. Right. It's going to tell you to fit the mold. And so like 
seeing someone do that, and not only that, but even in that culture, like he's not trying to be Lecrae. He's not trying to be yeah. Andy Mineo or anyone else, but him being KB was what affected me because there was an authentic thing about him where he was completely being himself. And so yeah. that's there's such a power in that. Well, and it's like we were, it's what we were saying about music. It's like people can feel that. And I feel like for you, finding like your authentic voice is kind of what prop I might be putting words in your mouth, so correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but I feel like it helped you gravitate towards like what you're called to be doing mm-hmm. in like your business you're starting and that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing too, because that also put me on a journey of just freedom from Oh, yeah. Not only just, like, like even in things that are as deep as, like, mental and, like, emotional abuse I went through as a child that were still affecting me. And just, like, I, of course, am not going to sit here and, like, tell my whole entire testimony what I've been through through the past few years. But there's been a lot of stuff that has hit me hard. And there was a lot of things that I wasn't— allowing God to get me freedom from. So through that Mm -hmm. time of like serving and really like starting to find myself by completely putting my identity in Jesus and like not just reading the word and being like, that's what it means to be yourself. And God made me a masterpiece. Cool. Heard it. (laughs) But like actually like letting that sit deep and speaking truth over myself and like the lies that have been spoken over me for years and that I even am guilty of speaking over myself. Sure. Like, once I reached a point of being like, okay, God, like, it's time to, like, actually accept this freedom. Because, of course, like, I'm saved and I have the cross, but there's a there's a different level that you can go through in that. And, like, I think there's—we mm. put a limit to that when we're like, I'm saved, I got it. But there's, like, so much—you can go so much deeper. We're never going to yeah. get, like, it completely in just one step. Like, it's a—that's why this is a journey. And even finding who you are, like, that's a journey. That's something— like, I don't do this perfectly. I'm still, like, right. learning what that looks like. But I think there was such a freedom that came to where, like, that led me to be able to do the things I'm doing now. Because if I had yeah. sat and not let God do that work in me, I wouldn't—I literally wouldn't be able to. Because there mm-hmm. it does come a confidence with knowing who you are and who made you. Because, I mean, this isn't about— necessarily like yourself and being like the worldly confident where you're like oh yes I'm just I got my eyebrows (laughs) on fleek today and like (laughs) you don't even know how much my highlight popping not like that (laughs) sense but it's like there's that's what I think is really cool too is there's a humility that comes with it to where you realize like this isn't about me as soon as you start like learning who you are because I was always scared I was like if I start like, what if me being myself is going to, like, lead me to sin? Because you're not supposed to follow your flesh. Like, you know, taking it very, like, yes, literally. Yes, that's so important to say, though, because I think that is a common feeling. Oh, for real. That was like, because I—stuff that I struggled with, I was like, if I literally lean into who I am, like, I'm going to be on a path of destruction. I'm not doing <laughs> that. <laughs> this is not going to go well. <laughs> I'm going to go be the cardigan Christian. And also, yeah. I just want to say, too, if anyone's the cardigan Christian or the hipster Christian— do you? That's not my point. Yeah, if that's really who you are, that's great. Yeah, seriously, be who you are. If that's who you are, like, girl, rock that card again. I want to see you wear it. I don't want to see you wear a denim <laughs> jacket. Like, you be who you are. But if that's not you, like, that's literally going to put a limit over to just how much 
like you can do. Because like I said, if I'm not completely being myself and letting God show me who that is, there's only so much work he can even do in me if I'm being someone Mm -hmm. else. You know, there's only so much because even being yourself, you shouldn't be scared of falling into like your like the desires of your flesh or like whatever you struggle with. Because the thing that's so cool about that is that like God's going to highlight that if you let him, Mm -hmm. if you completely like be who you are, that's going to be so much easier to just get out the way is if God shines light on like, hey, this is a struggle we need to get through. Yeah. Because even with me. Like the root of, one of the main roots of why I was being that way is I was fearing rejection so bad because of just past harm in my life. And so when I actually started to be myself, that was something super uncomfortable because of that scar on my heart. But there was, but when I given that to God and being like, okay, I'm going to be myself. That was the first thing that was like really sticking at me. But if I had not leaned into that, then that would have still been just a numb wound that was ignored by being another person who doesn't struggle with rejection or whatever. But sure. by actually being myself and God being like, hey, this is the issue. We got to get out the way. That's what released me to be able to do like the brave witness stuff or whatever I'm doing at this time is because yeah. I actually gave that to God. And there, and like I said, there is a confidence you have because it's not like a worldly confidence. It's a like a humble confidence of like, this is not about me. That's why I'm able yeah. to do this is knowing yeah. that. Okay, so I really want to tell you guys about the Tailwind app. This Instagram and Pinterest scheduler has more than doubled my engagement on both platforms, and I just can't sing its praises enough. Let me tell you a few things that I love about it. Number one, it's an easy visual scheduler, so you can see what your Instagram feed will look like, and it gives you great insights into the analytics and performance of your posts. Number two, you can schedule content for Pinterest and Instagram and they have the ability to create visually stunning pins right within the app, and you can even schedule Instagram stories. Three, they have their own hashtag generator, which this is one of my favorite features. I use it every single time I make an Instagram post because it recommends top hashtags based on your caption and even gives you the popularity of that hashtag, as well as the ability to create hashtag groups that you can use over and over again. Number four, they have a smart bio feature that allows you to create multiple in-bio links, customized to your brand colors, and even tie links to specific Instagram posts. I seriously love Tailwind. I've been using it for months now and I've seen great results. And I knew you guys would love it too, so I went ahead and snagged a $15 code for you guys that has no expiration date. If you just use my link that's in the show notes of this episode, you can get a $15 credit towards Tailwind Pro to use right now. Or you can just go to tailwindapp.com slash I slash It's Laura Lambert to redeem your $15 credit today. I love what you're saying about your identity being rooted in Christ because it it seems like kind of backwards, but it's like if you're rooted in that, then you have freedom to be who you really are because the foundation isn't changing. Oh yeah. Like you can you can live out your purpose and be who you're meant to be. Um okay. So, 
we didn't talk about Brave Witness at all, but I want to for just a minute because I think it's an important part of like you being uniquely you. So mm-hmm. you don't have to go into the story of how it all started, but tell people like what that is and what that yeah. has meant to you in terms of like living out your yeah. uniqueness and helping other women do it too. Yeah. So Brave Witness is started from me just painting jackets for friends of mine. But as I was painting them, God really led me to do what he told me to do on them. And so I just kind of hold a jacket and be like, God, what do you want on this? Rather, that was like something from his word, even like a worship song or a prayer over them. Yeah. And even down to like the design, which that is probably my favorite part of it. Because even talking about this is there was a jacket I did for a friend of mine um, and it was not his style at all. And I was like, I don't know why, but I feel like this is what his jacket's supposed to look like. And I remember him opening it, and everyone was like, that's so cool, but that doesn't really (laughs) look like him. But what cracked me up is that even by, like, the things that God spoke through that jacket and the side message that I wrote out for him of what it was about led him to actually—he's himself now. Yeah. So, like, that jacket being this, like, style that wasn't his actually pushed him to learn to, like, dress the way he actually wants to. Not the way Aww. the people around him are or whatever. So yeah. now seeing him, like, when he wears that and, like, how he styles it versus how he used to where he just wear, like, a plain T-shirt with it and jeans and call it a day. But, like, he literally dresses it up to where it's him. That was something that I think was, was so cool. And so that's kind of, like, the whole idea behind it. Yeah. Because it's super—this is, like, really funny, but it's with the whole, like, stereotypes that I was talking about, like, those really are real, not just— from a worldly perspective, because of course we do think like the world thinks that Christians just like churn butter on the weekends and <laughs> listen to like AM radio and we just sit yes. in our houses and pray all day. You know, we're all like very boring. We're all very boring people. But I think there's even a stereotype that's in the Christian culture as itself. Yeah. And so, even especially with women, like when you look for like women's Christian clothing, like none of it's my oh, style. Right. And that's okay. Like, it is very in the box. Yeah, it is. And that's fine. Like, if that's you, please, like, buy that and wear it. At, like, wear that proudly. But if that's not you, that is, like, something that's, like, man, I don't know. I want to wear, like, I want to wear my faith out, but none of this is very me. And yeah, so yeah. that's the other thing that is about this is people being able to wear clothes that are them. and. Yeah. Not only that, but it's literally prophetically yours, and it's a one of a kind piece. So when I love that, so when I do hold those jackets or flannels or whatever it is I'm like painting for you, it's not just coming up with a cool design on my own. Because I'll be real, I wouldn't be able to do that. These clothes would not be cool if I was doing it from my own <laughs> mind. They just wouldn't. I would be like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's fine. But <laughs> because I give that to God, and I'm like, whatever you want on this. For this person, like, you just show me. What is it? Like, what is like what is for this person? And it's so cool because I've seen how they truly reflect. Like, once the design that God places on my heart, it absolutely reflects that person. Yeah. And so that's my whole heart behind it. It doesn't matter if you're a woman, a man, what, like, where you come from, who you are. Like, this is for you, no matter, like, what your style. It doesn't matter. That's the whole heart is because I want people to, like, if you are the girl who loves the floral print, 
I got you. If you are the girl who likes the more tomboy style, I got you. If you're a hipster, you're a punk kid, whatever, like whatever you're it gone. is, like I got you on that. And I think that's really cool too, is it shows that God doesn't want Christians to be the stereotype. Because I love that every time I paint a jacket for a girl, it's not going to say Proverbs 31 on it with floral print. Like I love yeah. that that's not like God absolutely looks at that person mm-hmm. as such a treasure. And there's, I'm trying to figure out what verse it is that, because I know I have it wrote down in my notes section, but there's, it's 2 Corinthians 4, 7, and it's, we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear our great power is from God, not from ourselves. And that's another, that's a verse that is like one of my brave witness verses, yeah. Is like, I absolutely love that because I don't know if you've ever seen someone make a pot before or better question, if it's, you've ever tried pottery. It's tough. <laughs> I've tried it and I was, I've tried it so many times and I'm like, this is not for me. And what's really funny too is after trying it, I have such a new respect for it. Like if I oh, see yeah. a pot, I'm like, that is art. <laughs> don't let anybody tell you different. <laughs> that is art. And so like, the thing I love about that, though, is that that is the verse, because that's how I see it. It's, it's not, like I said earlier, it's about you being able to be yourself, but know that it's not about you. So, like, yeah. the power of whatever you do, and even Brave Witness, it has nothing to do with me. It has mm. to do with the fact that I've completely let the Spirit of God come inside the pot that I was designed to be. So, like, for example, if I were to just be this pot and look over at a pan and be like, I'm going to be a pan instead. I could possibly cook something. It could maybe work, but it's not going to work as well as that pan next to me. Because, I mean, that pan, like, it can fry bacon all day. But, like, I can't completely, put like, have power to anything until I'm being a pot. Until I'm just carrying what I was made to carry. And I can't successfully, and like that pan cannot carry the way a pot can. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. if you are being, like that's the whole heart behind this is by you being who you were made to be, there's a power when you completely be that. You have, a, yeah. there's a, you were designed the way you were because God wants to carry his spirit in you for a purpose. Oh yeah. So that pan can't be a pot and the pot can't be a pan. That's just how Preach. it is. <laughs> like, trust me. I've definitely looked at people frying bacon. And I'm like, but that is, they're doing it so good. Why can't I do it? It's because I wasn't made to. I wasn't made to yeah. fry bacon. I'm made to carry something. Yeah. And so that's like the heart behind Brave Witness is just encouraging people to be themselves and to like lean into the talents God's given you. Because mm-hmm. not only is it the clothing, but Super soon, bravewitness.com is coming out, and that's kind Woo-hoo! of the place for people to tell their story and share their their talents, whatever they have yeah. to say, their work, whatever that looks like. And that's just—it's a truly a place to just encourage people to boldly be themselves and bravely live out what God's called them to do. Because I love that. It, it's so much easier, too, to see people doing it themselves and be like— that's how it's done. 
Yep. Right. And doing it completely for God's glory. There's just such a power in that. And that's the only reason that this is even a thing right now. It's not because of anything inside of me or by me trying to be a pan, <laughs> but me literally just being that like fragile clay pot and knowing that like this could break and shatter at any point. But like what's inside of it is what's important. Like yeah. what I'm carrying is what's important. So the brave witness thing, it's not about me. You're being like, Y'all, I got all the answers. I know what's up. Because I still struggle with this myself. Like, I'd be yeah. lying if I didn't say that. Don't we all? Oh, absolutely. Literally, just this past week, I struggled with it. Um, but every time, like, I lean into, and especially, like, the more I do these things and whatever you're called to do, if that's something like Brave Witness or not, whatever it is. Because it's, it's not, it's not going to be painting jackets, most likely. <laughs> and if it is, then, like, cool, we'll just paint them together. I got you. <laughs> and I hope they look completely different and like you if you do that. But whatever that is, I, like, think it's such a powerful thing that even when you start to do that, that there's, like, just this moment of when you're sitting there, like, humil- like completely humble. Like, I literally can't do this. Cause yeah. The brave witness jackets, if I'm not in tune with God's spirit and putting my identity in that, I literally can't come up with a design. And there's been, because when Hurricane Sally came through Pensacola, all of my work wiped out and I had to redo everything. <laughs> and so literally even in that sense of already knowing like what I put on them and like having to refurbish them, there is still, yeah. there was still such a difference of when I was like connecting to Jesus or if I wasn't completely believing in myself or if I was speaking lies over myself and not believing that I am a masterpiece and a piece of art. Cause like I said, I look at clay pots now and I'm like, man, that is, that is something. That's art. (laughs) That's art. So knowing that like, I'm even like a masterpiece. Yeah. Not go, if I go into that without that mindset and without like the spirit completely moving in me, I literally can't do it. Mm. I literally, like I get in the wrong mindset I'm the opposite of Bob Ross painting. You know, that man's just like so chill. That's me when I have the spirit. (laughs) Like happy little accidents. There's not a moment. If I don't have Jesus' spirit and I'm not being myself doing that, I literally am the complete opposite. I'm like, there are no happy accidents. This is, I'm in a mood now, you know? But I think that I'm like, this is, I don't even know why I'm doing this. And I've even like had moments too where like without trying to do it like a different way, or yeah. even not doing it with the intent of knowing this isn't about me and that this is about God's spirit moving in me. That like, I will literally sit there and look at people and be like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. This is not what I'm supposed to do. I don't even know what I'm doing. But that's something that I think is really important too, is that it this truly could not have happened if I didn't let the spirit completely take over me. Because I don't yeah. know. I don't, I can't look at people that well. I can't look at people and know their story and know what they're about and know what their style is. But if I connect to the person who has like all wisdom on everything, then that's the only way I'm able to do this. Yeah. There's like so many good things you just said. And I had like a million more things I wanted to ask you, but I kind of just want to leave it at that because I love what you're saying about something as tangible as like a piece of clothing using that to help people express who they authentically are in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's just it. That's just beautiful. I love it. I love yeah. everything about it's it. It's like <laughs> metaphorically putting on the armor of God. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say the exact same thing. I'm so glad you said that. It is. And it's like, 
I love everything you said about when you connect with the spirit, how that's like how you do it best. And that's just true for anyone, no matter what your calling is to do. It's like, if you have that foundation rooted in Christ and you're letting the spirit work through you, like you're going to do amazing things in whatever you're called to do. As long as you're being a pot, if you're a pot and a pan, if you're a pan. Yep. (laughs) So we'll leave it there because it's, that was a good ending on your part, but I always wrap up the same way and I love doing this. So tell me three things you love right now. Doesn't have to be tangible, but it can be. Just okay. anything you love. I already know what my number one is. <laughs> it <laughs> is yerba mate. I think is how you say it. If I pronounced it wrong, you have to excuse yes. my southern accent. That yerba mate <laughs> tea in the can is literally my new favorite thing in the whole entire world. People use it as like a coffee substitute, right? Yes. I still drink coffee. I am a really bad caffeine addict. And that's one of the reasons why I did it is because I have, and I know they're horrible for you, but I have not had one in forever. And I'm proud to say that. So there's no judgment here. But I love energy drinks. And so that's been like (laughs) how I've got myself off. Because I've realized I'm so guilty of like, if I have a jam-packed Sunday, like a church. Use it to get through. I'd be like, I'm going to the store and I'm getting a rain and it's going to be okay. And so when I found like yerba mate, the fact that it's all natural and that there's a lot of sugar in them, but I'm just, I would rather drink sugar than artificial sugar, which is in the energy drinks, but it tastes so good. And so whenever I'm doing like work or creative work, that is like my BFF is my little yerba mate can and they taste. So the rebel berry flavor is like my favorite thing. I got to look into this. I know they still like bag tea for you to make, but I just, them cans with the, they're so good. That's like, that's like my favorite thing at the moment. (laughs) I'm just a caffeine addict. I think there's like 150 milligrams in a can. Oh my gosh. So I can't have it while I'm pregnant, but I'll write it down for later. (laughs) Yes. There you go. Okay. So that's the second one is a piece of art that I was sent from, I I think her name is Janessa Waite. Okay. She's an artist and she makes these prints and they're literally just her handwriting. And the reason that I, this is like my favorite thing is I, so backstory, uh, in December this year, my aunt bought me just this Bible because I lost my Bible through Hurricane Sally as well. She just, Sally did not like the things in my house. She was like, this clothing I'm taking it all. Gotta go. This Bible, honey, it's falling apart. You need a new one. And so she just like went through and just kind of went through my things. And she's like, this furniture, out of style. It's gotta go. But like, so since I lost my Bible, my aunt bought me one for Christmas. And so it was one that this lady painted. And that's why she bought it for me. She's like, it made me think of like the stuff you do. And I was like, that's adorable. And so the lady prayed and felt that the verse Luke 145 was like my verse. And so I was like, okay, cool. And (laughs) as soon as I read it, I was like, that is absolutely for me. And like, I have been really leaning into that verse with just some of the struggles going on in my life. And so one day in the mail, my friend, my friend Gwen, who is just the greatest person ever. And she's literally just, a blessing from God, and I love her so much. She sent me a print from the Janessa Wade 
that has the Luke 145 on it. And she was like, I was praying for you and I kept seeing this. And like, God just like needs you to know that this is for you. And this is your verse. And this is like what he, like he needs you to know that the promises he's made to you are going to be fulfilled if you believe in them and have faith in that. And so that's like hanging on my wall to where it's the first thing like I see when I wake up. I constantly am like writing that verse like on my wrist for me to see. But that's like that print is like my favorite thing in the world right now. And I love it so much. I need to look her up. I love that kind of stuff. Oh, it's so pretty. And it's like the style of it. There's it's just like a white piece with black handwriting and these two wood planks that go at the end. And it's just it's so cute. cute. And we'll, for people listening, we will link all of these things so you can check it out for yourself. <laughs> nice. And then the last one is so goofy. I'm ready. It is Minecraft. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I relate to this. <laughs> I love, so I've played Minecraft for years, but there's just yeah, been. Yeah, me too. Because, I mean, there was that one time period where for years that's all people played was just Minecraft. And I was yep. one of them. And I switched to PlayStation forever ago, but me, my boyfriend, and two of our, like, friends, we have been playing it online with each other pretty much every night. And so it's to the point where, like, I'll be walking around, and I'll see, like, a like a cute piece of furniture, and I'm like, I could make that in Minecraft. Like, that's just my <laughs> mindset at the moment. And I'm playing the JavaScript version for the first time, and I'm like, this is just a game changer. Why didn't I, I know? that. I had never, and I even played on PC for years, but I had never used the JavaScript version. And it is just. That's amazing. I absolutely love Minecraft, though. That's it's like a, my favorite It is a thing. game for creatives, for sure. Like if you're a creative person and you don't think you're a gamer, you should give Minecraft a try. Because oh, for real. it's like Legos for adults. It's literally, that's what I always tell people. I'm like, if you love Legos. Yeah, if you grew up loving Legos, if you were like addicted to The Sims. Play Minecraft. It's literally, it's the most perfect game. Because you also can fight zombies. So, I mean, hello. Yeah, that's fun. That part's fun. I'm not a fan of that part as much like building and creating. But like the things and like just go watch YouTube videos of things people have created on there. And you'll be like, this is insane. Not only that, but if you aren't sold yet, you can go into the jungle and find a panda and feed him cake. So there you go. I didn't know that. That is probably my favorite thing. I will carry a cake with me in the game and just walk around. And as Looking soon as I see one, I'm like, Foop. and I just, it's and my favorite is it part. your pet? It will follow you. There's a way I. I say it. And if you could tame it like you can with the other animals. I don't know if you can. I know that I used to like use a cheat on the internet to do that. So I don't know for sure if it always works, but I know I had a way of doing it. So I'd like feed it cake and I'd start typing something and then he'd just like follow me around and it was amazing. That's amazing. I think that's the perfect place to wrap up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, Brittany, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Brittany, thank you so much for sharing your story and for sharing your infectious joy with us today. I love how God took your passion for art and helping people find their identities in Him and melded those into a wonderful mission for people to wear their identity boldly and bravely each day. I loved when Brittany said, finding who you are is a journey. 
I don't do this perfectly and I'm still learning what this looks like, but there's such a freedom in finding who you are that allows you to do the things that you're called to do. There's so much truth in this statement. When we root our identities in Christ and discover the passions and pieces of ourselves He instilled in us from the beginning, we're only then able to chase after the things He is calling us to do. As is true with most things, it simply starts with a strong foundation of Christ in our hearts. For everyone listening, I can't wait to meet you back here next time. Today's show music was created by Nick Petrov. Additional music and editing are by Aaron Trimble. And show notes are by yours truly. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for joining me, everyone. If you love Where Faith Grows, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and give it a thumbs up. I sure am glad to have you join me in this space where we can explore faith and all the places it grows together. Have a wonderful week, friends. I'll see you next time on Where Faith Grows. 